0: To save by the Spell, a DIY podcast featuring witchy tips, what's going on in the astro, psychic insight and advice about sex, love, relationships, and more everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and you are listening to episode 19. Pardon my voice, I had band practice tonight. So... I do a lot of singing, um, backup vocals and yelling sometimes, and especially this week, I I feel like I really let a lot out. So pardon me losing my voice. Uh, we are again, episode 19. How epic is that? This is, uh, the subject this week is Chiron. I wanted to talk to you guys about the, you know, planetary stuff that's happening. And let me preface it by saying that I am not an astrologer, but I am fascinated by astrology. And astrology saved my life when I was 18 uh, from boredom, from being in rehab and being bored to tears and not being able to talk to anyone. So I started studying astrology to learn more about why I operated a particular way. I wanted to know what made me tick, and what made other people tick. So that's where it all began. So let's talk about Chiron. Uh, Chiron is symbolized uh, by the wounded healer. He is um, in Greek mythology. He is a centaur, and He was a notable healer, astrologer, and oracle. And the short story is that he was unable to heal himself after he was unintentionally shot with an arrow belonging to Hercules that had been treated with the blood of the Hydra, the hydras are the snakes, like the triple headed snake. He was unable to heal himself and he willingly Gave up his life because he knew he couldn't heal himself. Because he knew that through his sacrifice, he could help mankind. And it is in Greek mythology that he is said to be responsible for helping mankind discover fire. Chiron in astrology represents our deepest wound and what our efforts to heal this wound, you know, are. It is said that through this, we can find powerful growth, and uh, I really feel like the wounds all around this week have been really like finger-poking in the wound. So Chiron, let me also emphasize, is not a planet or a star. In fact, Chiron is actually a comet that was discovered in 1977, which I think is pretty interesting because it's the year I was born. So I part of me is like, oh, I wonder if I wrote in on that, you know, comment. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let's talk about this transit a little bit. Chiron moves really slow, right? And it's in orbit between Saturn and Uranus. And the Chiron transit in Pisces started in 2010 and it will continue on until 2019. We also have Neptune in Pisces until 2026. Neptune in Pisces and Chiron in Pisces both signal spiritual awakening or crisis. A rebirth in art, music, spirituality, psychic abilities, compassion, powerful dreaming, collective consciousness, and it can, on the low end, can emphasize escapism, abuse, of alcohol or drugs, phobias, mental problems. It can also call for reform in hospitals and mental mental institutions. So Chiron's transit in Pisces may result in an even greater need to be part of the whole world. You know, you might see people really benefiting and cultivating their spiritual practice, not necessarily religious, but like really tuning in and tapping into their own intuition, or even just like, oh, all of a sudden, they're like, I want to start meditating or doing yoga. It's really a great time to um, tap into these realms because it's being supported. Okay. It's, um, it's like a, a new renaissance, that can be accessed, you're going to see rebirth in the arts and music and just a new take on all of that, and which is really rad. The downside of these, the Chiron in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces transit is you're also going to see, um, like I mentioned, escapism. I've already noticed that during this time, there's the increase in suicide, um, addiction to alcohol or other substances like relapsing. You know? Uh, It's really intense right now, but The upside of that is is like you can really be able to kick some of these nasty habits because you can confront these demons on a really uh, Like in their darkest place thereby like just trumping all of it and getting rid of it No more boogeyman coming back to haunt you so um, You know the other thing is, you, you know, you can read more. I'll leave some links, but you can read more definitely, like, online about these transits. Just search Chiron and Pisces, you know. And you can also do something with your chart, which I think is really cool. Because when you look at your astrological chart, in our natal chart, Chiron is where we have healing powers as a result of our spiritual wounds. So we might overcompensate in these areas of our life because um, Chiron, you know, as the wounded healer, first must face any issues of not feeling adequate or, you know, if you've got low self-esteem in certain areas you don't believe in yourself about certain things because the wound goes so deep, it might be hard work and you might have to like get real help with it. But... The healing capacity of what it is, it's so powerful because once you do conquer it, it's like, it's the biggest healing you can have in this life. So find the house um, and the sign position of where Chiron is in your natal chart. And that can show you just where you might have any reoccurring issues or where you can do some extra homework. It um, It's also an interesting place because usually where we're wounded is where we end up helping people the most. It's like, well, even if we don't have that much expertise on it, you know, you, you can help others. So again, check out where you have Chiron in your birth chart and this placement can give you some clues into vulnerability and where you can do some deep healing on a soul level. If you want to look it up for free, I always recommend going to www.astro.com again that's www.astro.com and under free horoscopes you can enter your birth info and the symbol for Chiron looks almost like a little key like kind of like a K with a little circle on the bottom. So once you look it up, notice you'll see there'll be a little number next to it. That will tell you what degree it is in. And then look towards the center of the chart and you will see a number, and that's your house number. And you'll see what sign it's in, okay? Also, let me note that um, another important transit I don't wanna forget about that's happening is uh, Venus is about to move into Scorpio. It's been void, of course uh today mainly it'll go into scorpio tomorrow evening which um in the states it would be friday december 4th and into the evening it moves finally into scorpio me personally as a water sign i'm really looking forward to it moving out of libra and even though it's nice to have venus in libra it's also going to be really nice to just have passion back again with venus in scorpio i think uh, focus and intensity. I mean, I really enjoy those things, but you know, people might be feeling a little more frisky. Um, it's quite exciting. Oh, and, and I'll, I'll just share with you too. Like, all right. So, for example, about Chiron, cause you guys are probably curious. Like, well, how does it affect me? I'll just tell you. So, like, in my chart, I have Chiron in Aries in the second house and it's conjunct my Venus. Ugh. Yuck. Um, (laughs) that's my immediate reaction. I have a lot of stuff hanging out in that second house. But so Chiron conjunct my Venus, like tells me a couple of things, you know, Venus is my relationships, but it's also like that. That's so powerful. That's women. And my relationships, not only romantic, but my relationships with women. Now Chiron, um, I do have had, I've had a lot of pain, um, uh, with women in my life. And this is my greatest pain, right? But it is also where I do find that I, I do some really deep emotional healing work with women when I help them find their power. It's pretty powerful. So as great of a pain as I have felt with different women in my life, whether this pain carries over from past life stuff or even this, like, you know, whatever the lesson keeps being is, no matter how much I've been pained by women, it's also my duty in this lifetime to bring wisdom and healing to them and show them how to empower themselves. So I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. So let's move on to the questions and thanks you guys so much for your questions. I love when you email me with those questions. So we've got a few, here we go. We have Grace in New York. Grace writes, One question I'd love to hear discussed sometime concerns the issue of subjectivity, perspective, and readings and channelings. In my own intuitive practice, I can struggle with my soapbox versus more neutrality in a reading space. It's like I knew that I have a particular mission, point of view, and I can always separate that fieriness from the reading space. For example, I'm a feminist, and I definitely passionately want the world to go in a certain direction. Some days, ha ha ha, but I can go back and forth about wanting to be more open about this or learning to contain, separate that side of me from the counseling practice. I wonder if this ever comes up for you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, it it, it does, but it, it's also practice. I don't, Grace, I'm not sure how long you've been you know, counseling people, but it's all practice. Don't be so hard on yourself. People are about your point of view. I mean, the thing is people are coming to you because they are drawn to your energy, right? And that in particular has to do with your point of view. I, I like to stay out of, have my point of view. Yes. But then I also have to remember what's in the highest good of the client. And I usually kind of just try to tap back into my guidance and say, okay, but what's important for my client? And what do I need to, you know, step out of the way for and allow what wisdom, you know, what's the the wisdom in this? Because not everybody, they might be coming to you, they might be drawn to you, but they might not know why. So I think it's okay to have your kind of your insight, but be careful, be careful pushing your own ideas of how people need to live. And I'm not saying that you're doing that. I just noticed that from... You know, I get readings all the time and I, I have different experiences and I've definitely noticed, I can feel the difference when someone is sharing with me their experience because it resonates with what I'm going through and I appreciate that. I do like that because it makes me feel like I'm not alone, but then I can feel the difference when someone's pressing their point and wanting me to to have the same viewpoint as them. And that feels different. That feels more ego-based than than compassionate or empathetic. So I think you're doing great. I mean, I just, again, d- don't lose your passion. That's you. But also, you know, because that's your voice, and that's how you connect to spirit, your guidance. But ask yourself, uh, you know, the other thing I, I like to recommend is like at the beginning of session, before your client even comes in, ask that, you know, I always like to ask for the highest wisdom and guidance for the session to come through. And that usually helps filter some of my own personal stuff out. So uh, keep doing it. And you know, I, I love it, you know, and again, remember you're human. We all got something to learn just by listening to our guidance and intuiting if it's our opinion or our highest guidance that needs to be heard. David in Los Angeles, uh right. I I dream a lot about ghosts visiting me. It's always people I don't know, and while some are nice, others frighten me. By the way, I don't I always know that in my dreams that they are dead. This has been happening all my life. Is this normal? Uh is it normal in the realm of the day to day? Maybe not for the average person. I think it's normal for you now since you said it's been coming happening all your life. <laughs> but um some people are Gateways for other beings and other people. You can always set healthy boundaries. You're probably getting a lot of astral projection, like and you're going places and they're coming to you. You sometimes this happens too if like you're a medium and it's a little frightening for you to see it like during your waking life. You might be finding you're you're more relaxed when you're sleeping, so you're having more visitors. I always say that. You know, you can set the limits for that. It's like, think of Halloween and people like have the porch light on until they run out of candy and then they shut the light off. And then it's like the kids know, oh, don't go there. There's nothing there. So it's almost like you have to learn how to energetically turn your porch light off. Um, not because you're telling people to not come to you, but you can set some rules and some boundaries. And you can also ask them, try to start engaging more with the energies of the spirits that are coming to you. Ask them, like, what can I do for you? Do, you? do you need help moving on? They might just be looking for a little guidance. So, um, normal for the everyday dream life or an everyday situation? Probably not, but, you know, you're talking to me. So, yeah, I think it's pretty normal because I we it's what we allow ourselves to see. If you're like, yeah, I'll allow that, you're going to be open to it. Just, you know... If you're feeling like it's getting a little hairy, a little, like, you know, intense or it feeling a little heavy or dark and you're not really feeling it, tell. you can also ask these beings to go away. I'd also recommend uh, smudging your room, like clearing the energy with either sage or Palo Santo. You could throw some holy water around or sea salt and then sweep it up in the morning. Um, Again, that's just purifying and clearing the energy. Also, amethyst uh, in the bedroom. Amethyst uh, is really great for um, elevating psychic energy, but it also is very relaxing. So you might want to have a little chunk of amethyst by your bed. Logan from Marin writes, Why does my deepest fear seem to be showing itself during my Chiron return? Well, because I think if you notice it's it's very personal, Chiron it's hitting you as it's hitting a bunch of people. It's like, what is your biggest fear? Let me show it to you because this is what you need to heal to surpass to to really truly go grow and move forward now you know there's there's no like rhyme or reason to to what's happening like it there's no rhyme or reason that says I'm gonna show you this thing you're afraid of instead of this thing you're afraid of except for the fact that you're you might I don't know if it's hard without talking to you about what you might be going through but I'm gathering that you're the type of person that's doing some really powerful work yourself and in order for you to keep doing your powerful work Logan You need to surpass some of these ancient wounds. So instead of being afraid of facing your deepest fear, I want you to ask yourself what you would tell someone that you cared about very much when they would say the same thing to you. It's showing itself because this is your greatest strength. It's not your weakness. It's your greatest strength. So I hope that helps give you a little perspective on it. And lastly, we have Melissa J. from Coachella Valley. Melissa writes, Can Chiron affect my interactions with others and do my pets pick up on this energy? Well, yeah. I mean, it can affect your interactions with others because all of our interactions, right, mirror us to a great degree. When we're feeling insecure, we might have a situation that kind of supports that insecurity by our interactions. It's like people can sense it. So, um, it can affect your interactions depending on, you know, what, what you're feeling and what you're attracting. So like, for example, um, Say you're in a lot of fear about not making uh, enough money this week. Um, And then you're meeting people who say, you know, like, I'll have this happen to me. Like, if I'm in fear and I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm a little bit stressed. Uh, uh, Oh my God, I need to get this much money this week to do this thing because I had all these other things come up. And then... I'm meeting other people, like clients or potential clients or people that are like suddenly having that fear, can't do it. Uh, uh, everyone's freaking out. Uh, and it just, it's creating the same magnified effect, you know, or it might be triggering their fear. Maybe it's triggering them. They're like, uh oh, she's not feeling confident. She can't heal me. She can't do the work. So yeah, it can affect our interactions. I think the best thing to do for that is to really up your self-care practice and ground yourself and ask yourself, where are these fears coming from and how do I look them in the face and how do I move through them instead of like trying to run or hide from them? Let's just face them. And you can, you can, I know it goes against the school of thought. Like there are a lot of people like, well, you don't want to support negative thinking. It's not about supporting negative thinking. It's about like, going and admitting it instead of being in denial and just saying, I have fears, I feel vulnerable and acting accordingly, not letting it get the best of you, but going, okay, what do I need to do to move forward and through this, despite what might be being triggered at this time? And in answer to your question, uh, do my pets pick up on this energy? Well, yeah, any pet, domesticated or wild, animals will totally tune in on that. I had an experience this week. I I haven't been horseback riding in almost two years because I blew my knee out and my dad, dad, you know, all these things that happened that kept preventing me from being able to connect. And I've loved horses since I was a little girl. I mean, who hasn't, but I grew up in a, a city. I didn't grow up in country life. I had a cousin who was country life and I could go visit, but, um, so I really didn't get into horses until moving out to, you know, Southern California. Anyway, it was pretty powerful because of connecting with the animal. And I could feel that one of my fears was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. And this horse is going to like, sense my nervousness and my scared whatever and my fear and my pain and all of this stuff and my point of telling you this is there was a moment uh it took about 40 minutes Now, mind you I haven't been on a horse in almost two years it took about 40 minutes for me to just settle in and stop being a freak and nervous and triple checking my, you know, saddle and readjusting. I kept adjusting my stirrups and I kept, I kept fiddling, you know? And finally, when I relaxed, the animal relaxed, you know, and I felt him settle in and go. And it was almost like, he's like, I got you. <laughs> and I swear in like a moment, that relaxation and that moment it clicked in, I totally felt connected to him. And in the most beautiful way, in a way that I haven't felt connected to an animal in a while. And it totally shifted everything. So, yeah, animals can pick up on you um, and they can respond to you in that way, like that nervous energy. But they can also, animals are really powerful for um, helping balance you out as well. So be good to them, you know. Anyway, yeah, chiron Chiron's powerful stuff. Do some research on on Chiron in your chart again it's 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 pretty powerful, all the pain and the suffering and the things that are happening in the world. I know it's been hard. Global empathy has been real hard the last couple of days um, and I was you know obviously longer than the last couple of days, but everyone's wounds are showing. Let's try to be kind, okay? And it's okay to cut out situations and people and places and things that don't support your growth anymore, okay? Let's let's all try to be a little more honest, okay? Thank you again for listening. Again, my name is Marcella Kroll, and you are listening to episode 19 of Saved by the Spell. If you like this podcast and you're enjoying it coming to you more regularly, please go to savebythespell.com, And on the contact page, there is a donation button. Donations help keep this program free and easily accessible. Have a beautiful rest of your week. I look forward to connecting with you next time. Blessed be.